Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. The first thing I want to tell you is that God loves you dearly. You're precious to Him, and He loves you tremendously, and He loves you unconditionally. You're important to Him. Today, I'm going to talk about who I am in Christ. Am I the righteousness of God or a sinner saved by grace? What happens when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? I'm excited to present to you the unchangeable Word of God. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You may have heard this message before, so I would ask you to listen with a new expectation that you will hear a nugget specifically for you. I challenge you to take away a new revelation from this series that will add wisdom and value to your life. My prayer is that this podcast will not be just another podcast for you to listen to. Rather, you would be better by spending your time with me. I pray you will receive revelation knowledge from the Word that will change you from glory to glory and change you into the image of Jesus, to be more like Jesus in every way, every day in your walking around life. God has taught me many things over my life, and these things have set me free from the enemy's grip. So I'm here to share them with you in hopes that they will help you grow spiritually so you too can know that you are in Christ, that you can know that you can enforce Satan's defeat and walk in victory every day of your life. Now, the devil has made me mad over the years. I've learned to recognize his ways. So the best way for me to defeat him is to help you walk in victory in your life. Are you tired of being held captive by Satan or been afraid that he's out to get you? Are you afraid that he has more authority than you do? Are you giving him more credit than he deserves? Or are you tired of living a defeated life because you don't know who you are in Jesus? The first point I'm going to cover is that you are a new creature, brand new, one that has never existed before. When you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and you believe that he rose from the dead, this is what is called being born again. So how do you see yourself compared to how the Word of God tells you that you are? Not who you are in the natural, physical realm. We all have a label that we could put on ourselves. We may be a wife, a mother, a husband, a father. We may be a student, former this or former that. You can label yourself. Or maybe you've allowed the world to label you. You may be a cancer victim, disabled. You may be a senior citizen a baby boomer, X-generation. However, these labels are not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about your spirit man, the real you. Do you know who the real you is? Let me ask you a more important question. Are you born again today? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? If by chance you haven't asked Jesus to be your Lord, my first priority is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with you. He wants you to spend eternity with Him. And the only way that you can do that is to be born into the kingdom of God. Romans 10, 9, and 10, in my paraphrase, says that if you acknowledge that you're a sinner, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you can be saved. So if you're not saved and would like to call on Jesus today to be your Savior, it would be my honor to lead you in this simple prayer. Let's pray together. Repeat this after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe you died and rose again. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and wash me clean. I ask you to be the Lord of my life from this day forward. Amen. Amen. Now you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, and the rest of this series will fall into place for you, and you will have a better understanding of what's happened to the real you, your spirit man. Before we go on, I would like to just encourage you that if you prayed this prayer with me, please email me at lucia.claiborne at gmail.com and put salvation in the subject line. Let me know that you prayed this prayer and I'll celebrate with you and send you information to help you get started in your new life with Jesus. When you prayed that prayer, you received the free gift of eternal life. You will live forever with Jesus in heaven. You didn't do anything to earn your salvation. You simply asked for it and received the free gift by faith so that you can spend eternity with Jesus. Not only did you receive the free gift of salvation, you also received the gift of righteousness, which means you're in right standing with Father God. If you have prayed the prayer of salvation in the past, I would like to ask you to think about one phrase that you relate to as I ask you the following question. Do you see yourself as the righteousness of God or a sinner saved by grace? What do you focus on when you look at yourself in the mirror? Do you see your failures and your past mistakes and your imperfections? Or do you focus on what God sees when He looks at you? Here's another question. Do you really know what happened when you were born again, when you asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior? 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This verse isn't talking about our outside appearance 
our hair color, eyes, nose, our body shape. When you get born again, your outside features don't change. Your hair and eye color stay the same, and so does your body. So, what actually changed? As we look at verse 17, we see that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The word is talking about our inward man, our spirit man, the real you, the born again you. That's the part that was born again. One translation says that if any man or woman being is in Christ, they are a new species of being that didn't exist before. And the first part of verse 18 says, all things of that recreated spirit are of God. There's nothing else in there. He didn't do an overhaul on it. He recreated a brand new spirit man on the inside of you, one that has never existed before, one that is fashioned after himself. When you prayed that prayer, God recreated the real you. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become or be made, manufactured, created in perfect right standing with God or the righteousness of God. That's the amplified version. Some people think it's a process to become righteous. However, I want to tell you that you became righteous or in right standing with God. You were placed back into God's likeness the moment you prayed that prayer. As we look at Genesis 1.27, it says that you were created in the likeness and the image of God. Like I just said, you're placed back into God's likeness. The ability to stand in the presence of Father God without any sense of condemnation, guilt, shame, or inferiority. It's as though sin had never existed in your life. Until you know you're made the righteousness of God or made to be in right standing with Him, Satan has dominion over your life. Sickness, sin, disease, poverty, lack, they are masters of your life. However, the instant you know that you've been recreated, that you've become the righteousness of Father God, Satan loses his domain in your life. There's a very familiar statement in some circles today. Many people are proud to stand up and boldly declare that they are sinners saved by grace. Now, if you look at the New Testament, it's a scriptural impossibility for a born-again Christian to be a sinner saved by grace because the Bible tells us in Romans 5a that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You were recreated the same species or same creation of being that Jesus became when he was resurrected from the dead on the third day. When you were saved or born again, you are no longer a sinner. You are a new creation. For someone to say, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, is a spiritual impossibility. In other words, you've accepted your salvation. The word salvation in the Greek means sozo which means placed into a good condition. There's nothing sound about being a sinner. Through religion, many people have been taught that they are still a sinner after they have accepted Jesus as their Savior. The term, just an old sinner saved by grace, is an old message from the law or the old covenant. When you look at the law, it was created to keep people conscious of sin so that it could be dealt with once a year. But there's no purpose for the law now, according to Matthew 5:17, because Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. 
I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. As a born-again Christian, you've been recreated in Christ's image, and His blood has been once and forever shed for you to be placed in perfect, right standing with Father God. There's no need to be put in remembrance of your sin. As I have said before, when you're born again, you become the righteousness of God in Christ. And this righteousness is your Father's gift to you. You didn't do anything to deserve it or earn it. It's the divine nature of Father God being imparted to you. It's the very life and love of God that came into you when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you declared Him to be that in your life. The Zozo life of God came into your spirit man and recreated you a new creature. Now, when you read your Bible, you will have a better understanding of who you are in Christ as you renew your mind with those Bible verses that begin with, I am. As you renew your mind with the Word of God, His nature will become so strong in you that you will know you are who God says you are. Once that happens, you move from a place of defeat into victory, conquering everything that Satan sends your way, because you know you've been made the righteousness of God. This brings me to my second point. You have to know and settle in your heart that you're righteous. When tough times come, and sometimes you lose all hope and forget what you've learned about who you are, and you simply give up trying to be good or be better, let's get real for just a minute. We've all been there. We've, we've just wanted to give up and walk away. But I want to remind you that you have to put forth effort and do what God says in order to get the things or the blessings that God has for you. I believe the reason that most people aren't walking in victory and fullness of God's blessings in their life is that they don't believe they are righteous or in right standing with God. And how they see themselves limits their ability to receive God's blessings, whether it's receiving spiritual blessings, physical blessings, or financial blessings. They don't have a real grasp of what the blood of Jesus did for them. It takes faith to receive from God, but before you can even apply faith for a promise, you've got to have a foundation of righteousness. Hebrews 10:38 in the Amplified Bible says, "But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction." respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Notice that being the just comes before you can live by faith. Romans 1.17 also tells us, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. In other words, first you get just or justified, which means just as if I hadn't sinned. Then you start walking by faith, which comes by hearing the word of God. And the more you walk by faith, the more the righteousness of God is revealed to you. His amazing love just gets clearer and clearer. Not only did Jesus' sacrifice on the cross entitle you to salvation, it also entitles you to receive peace, joy, and much more. However, if deep down in your heart you don't think you deserve something, you'll shy away from it 
and lose out on a blessing. If you don't really think that you're worthy of having it, you can't release your faith to believe God for it. If you can't believe God for it, you may allow discouragement to steal your hope and your faith. So how do we overcome this attitude of discouragement? First, you have to read the Word of God and settle in your heart that what God has made available to you in the Word is yours. Then, you have to decide, I want it. You may want freedom from fear, debt-free living, or salvation for a family member. Once you decide that you're going to stand on God's promises until you receive it, you will have what God has promised you. Begin to obey scriptures concerning what you want and start walking in faith. Call those things which are not as though they are, according to Romans 4.17. Circumstances and the way you think may delay you in receiving your heart's desires or the fullness of God's promises. However, if you don't give up on God or don't quit believing that you will receive it, you'll have that prize. Then you'll have your victory party. Sometimes it may take a little longer to receive your prize and you may be tempted to get discouraged or lose hope, but I want to encourage you today. Don't lose your hope because your hope is how your faith is going to work. Hebrews 11.1 in the Passion Translation says, Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. I want to encourage you to not give up too soon because you don't have a real understanding of what being made righteous has entitled you to have. Don't give up because you believe the word doesn't work or because God doesn't want you to be blessed. That's not true. You may know the word works because you've seen it work for other people, but you may be asking yourself, will God really do it for me? Yes, if he did it for one, he will do it for you. The issue here is simply a self-confidence problem. To overcome a self-confidence problem, to receive all of God's promises, all of his blessings, renew your mind with the word of God as to who you are in Christ. Then you will be able to receive everything Jesus paid the price for you to have. As we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to encourage you to renew your mind to the fact that you are a new creation in Christ, one that has never existed before, and that makes you the righteousness of God. I invite you to join me again next week as I continue discussing who I am in Christ. Am I the righteousness of God or a sinner saved by grace? If you would like more information to discover who you are in Christ, I invite you to get the Who I Am in Christ ebook and companion book on my website at luciaclayborn.com. Remember, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you, and He wants you to walk in victory every day of your life in every area 